Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate whenever and however you are listening. Welcome to the Ministry Bits Podcast, episode 013, the lucky 13th episode. And uh, we're I'm Chad Lamon, by the way, and we're happy to be here today with you. And we're happy to be here today with the great, wonderful friend of the show, Adam Fawn. And he is uh, the minister, pulpit minister at the Lebanon Road Church of Christ in Nashville, Tennessee. Adam, welcome. It's good to be with you. It's, I think it's very ironic that we're recording a 13th program on April the 1st. Oh, yes, and that's, uh, that, that's, it is April Fool's Day, National Let's Make Everybody Believe Weird Things on the Internet Day, I guess. So, uh, best, I, I think it's the best day on the Internet, to be honest with you. It's, there's tons of jokes. There's usually some pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, Google is always my favorite. They do some great stuff on April Fool's Day. I think Google has more of a budget for that than they do for, like, anything else in there and they, they do so many april fool's jokes it's unbelievable yeah i think that's part of the deal that makes it believable is they do so many you're thinking they're just rolling something out and then, <laughs> oh no 17 fake things today <laughs> well um adam we're happy to have you here and adam you've got um just want to hit on this before we even get started you've got a big you got something big happening here at the uh at the end of may tell us about it well, we're excited, and, and you're a part of this too. That we're having the uh, the video summer series this year. We uh, have recorded all, all ten sessions already, uh, and uh, folks can go to videosummerseries.com to to check out more about that. But the idea is, if the congregation uh, maybe can't afford to have a summer series or simply wants to try something different, uh, there are ten. Uh, videos, each of them between 20 and 25 minutes long, dealing with the family. In fact, the theme is building godly families, um, and we're going to provide those videos uh, for free from that website. Uh, and the idea is by the uh, by that time also to have some some handouts, some extra questions, those sorts of things for folks to use for a cl- more of a class setting or to just to follow up the videos. And we're we're really excited to have the recording part of that done. And now we're just waiting for the uh, edited finished products to show up, and we'll start really promoting that thing. And that's going to start the end of May, and you can find that at videosummerseries.com. And, and uh, Adam, that I was pl- uh, it was a pleasure to be involved in that. It was a pleasure to, to help you out in the little uh, way that I could. And, man, I think it's going to be a great series. We had great speakers. You can get a list of the speakers there and everything. So, great. We need people to sign up for that. We need people to sign up so we can figure out. The videos are going to be free, as he just said. So uh, make sure you go on there and use this uh, material. It's going to be really, really good material. Yeah, I'll make one more mention there. We're calling it the Video Summer Series, but it doesn't have to be used as a summer series. We've already heard from a couple of folks that are going to be using it in a Bible class setting. Uh, One congregation has told us they haven't registered yet because they're waiting to use it for a winter series, and that's fine. We're calling it the Summer Series more just because that's what people usually think of. But any way people want to use these 10 videos is absolutely fine with us as long as it helps them. Well, great. And Adam, thank you so much for doing that for the the church and for all the different things. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a wonderful program. So uh, this is a podcast, Adam, about technology in ministry, and I kind of wanted to start off by asking you uh, pretty what I consider a pretty important question. Why and how has 
technology changed in ministry? Let's just say, let's just go with the past 10 years. How have you seen technology change in ministry and what is kind of your perspective on that? Well, it's kind of strange until, I guess you'd say until the internet became the thing. I was never a huge technology person. Um, I didn't ha- I didn't want like, you know, the first cell phones when they came out and those kind of things when I was a kid. Uh, but the internet you know, obviously changed the game about everything. Um, in my ministry time, I think that's the major change is not just the internet being huge, but the internet making things almost too easy. Uh, making making some things too easy, making study and research, you know, very good and very helpful, uh, but also sometimes too easy for folks. As far as how it's changed, how I do things, um, obviously communication uh, it, it has changed everything uh, for that. Um, Face to face communication is still the way to do stuff, but now that's an easier backup plan. If someone's not home, if someone you miss that family at the hospital or you drop by the apartment and someone's not there instead of having to leave a card at the door, you stand at the door you, know, you stand right there at the door and send an email <laughs> saying I'm standing at your apartment door, sorry I missed you and, and, I, and I love that there's that you know default backup that you know still has some personal uh, touch to it. And it's almost like an instant communication now, isn't it? It's not a no longer do we have to wait a couple of days to get in contact with people. It's usually almost instantaneous, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and Twitter and other things have made it where that's, you know, it's not just you and another person. You can mass communicate with people just instantaneously. And I, that, I think that's been the major change that I've seen or maybe just how I've used uh, the changes in technology, just that quicker, almost backup conversation uh, way of doing things. And so you mentioned um, um, making it too easy. What would you say, has it made preaching for you easier or has it made preaching for you more difficult because you feel that you have to, uh, maybe do a little bit more hard work and sift through the the I guess the misinformation. It's harder in that way for sure. Uh, trying to run down stuff, make sure it's exactly what it should be, making sure the sources are correct. I think it's also easier slash harder in that anybody can jump online and find a sermon and preach it. Um, but that's not what we need to be doing. I mean, all of us have done that from you know from one time to another. We come across something that was really good, needed to be preached, but. You know, it's easy to try to do that every single Sunday if we're not careful, and we forget we can forget how to study, uh, how to really dig deeply into God's Word if we're just jumping online and you know stealing or not. I shouldn't say stealing, um, <laughs> borrowing loosely uh, so, someone else's sermon uh, every week. But that's also a great resource that those things are out there. Uh, so it's kind of made it easier and harder in that way. And I've I've heard a lot of older um, older preachers. We have James Watkins. Uh, or we used to here at Church Street, and now he goes. He, he lives up there in Nashville, but he was here for 30 years. And uh, he told me, you know, one day when I a couple of years ago, when I was a kind of a new guy here at Church Street, he said, "This is the this is the best, in my opinion, this is the best time and most challenging time to be a minister because you have so many resources at your disposal." He said, "I would do I would do twice as much work." if I would have had all these resources at my disposal when, you know, back in the seventies and eighties when I was working. So I thought that was pretty astounding. Yeah. Twice as much work for James. It's about 18 <laughs> times what I do. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, I, I think that's more work than any of us can ever imagine as far as James Watkins goes. But anyway, so it, it, kind of a different perspective. And obviously, you know, we've seen, seen things change here in the last 10 years. What do you think you kind of expect from the next 10 years? What do you kind of see our, where our churches are going? And, and you, you're smiling there, but you're, 
what, what are you thinking? I mean, is it is it absolutely loony to think about that or what? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I I think, and this may be overstating things. I think one of the things I, I, that I, we're going to have to fight against, I, I mean, this is just my opinion, total guesswork, is the splintering, and I don't mean that in a doctrinal way, but the splintering of congregations because we get so used to not being together. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram, social media stuff is wonderful. I use it, but it is also very, very easy to only use that and think you've connected with people. And I think we're going to really have to work hard as congregations to to bring back the personal connection uh, between people and almost almost have to teach the next generation how to have face to face conversations and Bible studies. You're you're absolutely right. Now, we see that today. I think, and and not only that, I think it's just going to get worse and worse as more depersonal uh, we come. I think there's going to be a movement to make things more personal here uh, in the next decade in the church. I agree with you. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, getting on to some of the things that you use, what what are some of the th- specific things you use? And I want to I want to talk to you about one that I know that you use, uh, and that's Evernote. And a lot mm-hmm. of people use Evernote, but but you use it. I mean, you're like a power Evernote user, right? <laughs> I, I, this is one of the few times, Chad. You, you know, I, I try a lot of technology stuff. I have a blog. I've tried podcasting and stuff, but I, I don't try a ton of different things. And I'm especially not an early adopter. This is one of the few times I can claim I was an early adopter. Um, I, I know for a fact I was one of the first half million uses of Evernote. Wow. And I honestly don't know uh, how I, I can't remember how I came across it uh, that early, uh, but I did. I tried it, and I and for about a year. I had no earthly idea what I was doing. I probably had, after a year, I would guess somewhere in the range of 20 notes <laughs> total. Uh, but now uh, I've used it for I don't even know how long and uh, have in the range of 4,000 notes or so in, in there. Uh, in fact, maybe a few more. I don't have it. Oddly enough, as recording this, I don't have an open. Uh, but uh, 4,000 notes. Wow. I'm trying- I'm trying to call it up my phone right now, and I can tell you, uh, 3,979 if you record this, notes in Evernote right now. Wow. So you you haven't reached the 4,000 mark. Are you going to have a party when you reach the 4,000 mark, or are you going to do something <laughs> crazy? It'll be very small and intimate. <laughs> um, what, so you've got, obviously, a huge trove of notes. What, what do you use it for? What do you... Pretty much everything. Uh, you know, what everybody it seems that wants to use Evernote a lot likes about it is web clipping, that sort of thing. You know, get, getting articles offline or uh, parts of articles offline. I use it for that quite a bit. Uh, I actually back up my sermons and powerpoints, sermon powerpoints in Evernote. Um, uh, in Windows, which I know I'm on the wrong podcast, talk about Windows, but I, 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 I'm, no, <laughs> and I wanted to I want to talk to all technology users, and, and I want to I want to get the other side of the the fence here, so. <laughs> Uh, I've been using Windows. For, I've been using Windows forever, and, and there is a, a a way to set up uh, where a specific folder uh, in Windows, as soon as you hit save, automatically backs up in Evernote. Uh, and so my my sermon folder uh, is set up that way. So I have every revision of those sermons as well. When I if I save a sermon nine times working on it, I have all nine revisions in Evernote. Oh, that's neat. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, and so that's that's one of the reasons there are so many notes. Is I is probably. 1,500 of those are sermon revisions, <laughs> a sermon, which, which is fine with me because uh, it's easy to find the latest one. Just look at the date, uh, the, you know, the final one. Uh, but I use it for that, both the, uh, the, the text of my sermon as well as the PowerPoint. 
Uh, I back up a few photos in Evernote, not not a lot. Uh, I do uh, use Flickr uh, more for uh, for uh, a cloud type backup, but a few, especially if I'm traveling, it's easy to just take that picture and it's backed up. I can just stick it in Evernote and back it up. If I'm traveling, I do that. Um, I have a few emails that are automatically set up in Gmail to forward uh, to Evernote. Uh, I have some people who email me, uh, you know, sermon outlines or sermon ideas. And if, if uh, I've got Gmail set up to where if this person sends me an email and it has sermon in the uh, subject line, it automatically forwards it to Evernote and I have to think about it again. Uh, so it's back up. Very cool. So that's, that's a Gmail, like a rule that you've set up in Gmail? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a couple. Well, for example, Mark Posey sends out the pulpit preview every two or three weeks or whatever. If Mark Posey sends me an email, it's got pulpit preview in the subject line. It forwards it to Evernote automatically. Um, that way, I've got always got those saved. I don't I don't use all of his sermon outlines, but I like to go in there every once in a while and get some ideas. And that way, they're just in there. Um, Oh, pretty much everything. Uh, well, I mean, in, that, 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 is the, that is Evernote's tagline is remember everything. And you are quite yeah. literally using it to remember everything. Now, do you use it for any non kind of uh, business or minister stuff? Do you use it for a to-do notes or to-do list or shopping lists or, or anything else that you want to remember? I have never, well, I shouldn't say I've never. I have not gotten used to using it for like stuff to do today kind of stuff. I, in fact, I don't use the reminders thing in Evernote. I know it's a huge deal and a lot of folks do. I use uh, Google Calendar for that kind of stuff. It's kind of the to-do list, get it done today, those sorts of things. But I do use it for, for personal stuff as well as uh, work stuff. Uh, I keep a folder uh, on my desk here at the office of stuff I want to scan into Evernote. And I know I could do that at any point in time, but I actually just wait till that folder is full, and I'll take an afternoon while I'm making phone calls or something and just sit here and scan all afternoon long <laughs> of stuff, stuff in Evernote so I can sit there and tag it and retitle it and those sorts of things. And often some of those may be um, some receipts from home. Uh, I, I'll sometimes scan in some artwork my kids have done, uh, cool. so that way it's you know it's back you know, archived or backed up, that sort of thing. Um, and so... More work stuff, but there is some personal stuff in there too. Um, I've got a handful of notes of of um, like my uh, um, car uh, driver's uh, not driver's license, but my car uh, license plate numbers because I never can remember them. And so when I'm checking into a hotel, I just call up Evernote and type in license, and there it is. Uh, that, that sort of stuff's in there too. Very cool. Well, let's talk about your scan. What are you using to scan it with? Uh, I know there's a lot of guys that really want to go paperless. And uh, Evernote would be a really good thing. To, how do you connect? Does your scanner connect directly to Evernote, or does it send it to an email, or what? How do you do that, and what kind of scanner do you use? I have a ScanSnap. I shouldn't say I have. The church has a ScanSnap. Uh, I can't remember which model it is. There's three models. It's the middle one. That's made uh, by Fujitsu, uh, correct? Yes, by Fujitsu. Um, and the way we have it set up is uh, you, you can actually connect those to more than one computer. Uh, and when I connect it to my computer, uh, it goes by USB cable. Um, when I scan something, it automatically sends it to both Evernote and to my scan uh, folder on my computer. So I have it on my computer hard drive, but also my it goes straight to Evernote. And I always just have Evernote open. And so then when it's through scanning, I just give that a new title. Uh, maybe it's a bulletin article. I ask you the title of the bulletin article. And, uh, and it's in there, and I throw it away. Um, I throw the paper away. 
most of the time what I will do is, uh, like I said, I'll wait till that folder I've got is, is fairly full, and I might scan uh, 30, 40 things in one afternoon uh, and just have them all in there. We also have it set up the same scanner. My secretary, or our secretary, she's not the church's secretary, uh, uses it for the same thing. Uh, when she hooks it up to her computer, it automatically knows it's her computer and scans it to her Evernote account. Um, and that's a great way. People may not know that about the, the scan snap. It can be used at more than, I think it's up to three. I don't remember the number, but something like that, computers, uh, and can be set to where when it's plugged into a specific computer, it knows which Evernote account to send it to. Very cool. And is this like a big flatbed scanner or is this like a little portable scanner or what? The one we have is uh, slightly, you could use it portably. Uh, they make one that's... Uh, about two inches tall. It's really tiny. Ours is a little bit larger than that. It's about three or four inches tall. It, it holds up to, it's either eight or ten sheets of paper at the same time. Uh, it actually scans both sides of the paper. Um, it's perfect for, for things like bulletins, uh, little you know eight-page newsletters, those kind of things. It's perfect for that kind of stuff if you want to scan the whole thing instead of just chopping articles, cutting out articles. Um, ScanSnap actually makes a scanner that holds, I believe it's up to 50 pages, or so. it is huge, wow. and uh, it costs like 500 bucks. It's it's crazy expensive, but uh, it will scan both sheet, both sides of that that paper up to I believe it's like 50 pages or maybe more than that in like a minute. It's ridiculous, hmm. and I and I have heard of guys uh, actually cutting up books and scanning the entire books into Evernote because then they're searchable. Uh, that's a big the, deal we forgot to mention about Evernote is that the text, any text either scanned or in that you wrote yourself is searchable. Right. In fact, I used to try to tag stuff in Evernote. I rarely do that anymore uh, because it searches within the notes completely. And so if I'm going to be preaching a sermon on whatever, abortion, and I just type in the word abortion into Evernote, it's not only going to find you know notes that have that as a title. It may find some random bulletin article that I threw in there two years ago that has that word somewhere you know dug way down deep into the text that I totally forgotten about. And that's why I don't worry about tagging stuff anymore because it's going to find more without the tags than it will with it. Very cool. That's very cool. There's a lot of advantages to Evernote. What would you say? Um, I guess is the main advantage for you for Evernote. Is it just what works for you, or what? What could you maybe tell some ministers that were looking to get into Evernote? It's it's what works for me. Uh, for me, it has become uh, my filing cabinet. I still have a filing cabinet. I'm slowly paring it down in this folder. I'll, I'll grab a few things out of there once in a while and scan them in too. Um, but when I make a a, a, a file folder, um, when I used to make a file folder. I would have I have an article on maybe the second coming of Christ. Okay, do I put that in second coming? Do I put that in uh, Matthew 24? Do I put that in eschatology? Do I put that in you know heaven and hell? Do I, where do I put it? Or do I make 15 copies of it and put it in every one of those folders? Well, now I put that one note in Evernote, and whatever I search for, there it is. If I'm searching for Matthew 24, if I'm searching for Judgment Day, if I'm searching for eschatology or whatever, there it is. And so it's become, for me, more the almost like the giant dumpster. I put everything in there because Evernote's search capability is so good, it's going to find it. So just one big filing cabinet slash bucket for you to just search everything. Exactly. And we mentioned stuff is searchable. You know, I know you're, you're far more of a visual you know, worker. <laughs> you may make a lot more graphic stuff than I do. Uh, but uh, one of the coolest things, and one of the things I found out first but Evernote that sold me on it, is uh, if you take a photograph, uh, 
and there is text in that photograph, it will find words in that picture. That's unbelievable. I don't know how it works. I don't care how it works. I just know <laughs> that it works. Um, and so maybe you get maybe you're driving down the road and you see a billboard that's a cool sermon idea or a Devo idea. Pull off, snap a picture, and all you have to remember is one word of that picture, and you're going to find it. Wow, very very cool. Anything else you want to uh, say on Evernote? I know you use it a lot. I don't want to cut you off at all, but. <sighs> The main thing I would suggest, Mike, anything else, I've heard you talk about this on the podcast before, Chad, is try it, but kind of why you're trying it. You know, what do you want to use it for? It, it may not be the big dumpster like it is for me. For some folks, all they want to use it for is web clips. For some folks, all they want to use it for is research, maybe for a book or uh, a scholarly article or a dissertation or something. That's absolutely fine. Um, if you're if you travel a lot, I think Evernote's a great tool uh, because if you use it on your uh, tablet or on your smartphone, it actually geotags the notes, and the mapping is unbelievably accurate. Um, I've actually read of people who uh, park their car at an airport, take a picture of their car, and Evernote's maps are so accurate it walked them back to the car. I have done that before. Okay, so that that's just I I don't travel a ton. Uh, I actually took a picture one time of a menu in Lexington, Kentucky at a place we like to eat, and so we've got that on the map in case we ever go back to Lexington, Kentucky. We'll drive right back to that restaurant and eat some spaghetti again, but uh, but stuff like that's just cool. Uh, but even if you're not going to use it for the cool stuff, it's just a great way to back up things. That's actually the main thing with me is you know, if, if you want to back up sermons or whatever on an external hard drive, you can. I do that too, but this is another backup. There it is, you know, backed up, and Evernote would have to go out of business and warn you and not give you a warning. If they're going out of business, for you not to get that stuff back. And you've already got a copy of uh, most of the important stuff on your hard drive as well, on your on your desktop there with the folder. So basically, you've got a backup already. And Evernote allows you to export uh, your notes, and you can you can have all those backed up from time to time as well, right? Right. That's right. And you, I guess, uh, by using that as for everything, you're a premium user. I am. I've been a premium user for about three years. Um, and if people don't realize, the way they do the premium accounts is it's not how much is in your account. It's how much you upload in a month. Um, so one of the cool things I've, I've heard a lot of people doing is just paying 5 bucks and uploading like crazy or maybe 10 bucks and uploading like crazy for two months and never paying again. That's really cool. Really cool. Well, let's uh, – let's, uh, I'm sure our, our um, listeners will have some questions about that, and you can – uh, email those to me and uh, we'll have that information at the end of the show and if you've got any questions for Adam we'll pa pass those along to him as well but Evernote is a great resource let's talk about one more resource before we uh, before we get down to the end of the show here and uh, that is uh, CreateSpace and you actually turned me on to CreateSpace CreateSpace is, is an Amazon company and allows you to uh, basically make your own books uh, Am I? is that kind of a good summary assessment? That's that's what I've used them for. That you actually can make things like MP3s and CDs and that kind of stuff. I've just never used them for that. But yeah, you can. Yeah, the books is the part of it I know about and have used before. Uh, kind of a print-on-demand sort of uh, idea behind the business. And is that a simple service to use? And I know y'all use it for your summer camp kind of stuff and for uh, retreats and different things. Uh, but it is is it pretty simple to use? Pretty simple to get into? It is very easy. Um, CreateSpace.com is the website, and basically you choose the size of book, um, and 
if, if you don't know that kind of stuff, most most of the little paperbacks you buy, maybe from like Gospel Advocate or those sorts of things, are either uh, eight and a half by five and a half or six by nine. And CreateSpace has that stuff on there. You don't have to know all that stuff ahead of time. And you just upload either a Word document or I recommend a PDF because that way it can't get messed up in any way whatsoever. So we we just create you know little for camp for example, we just created a little workbook for our kids to use. Save that as a PDF. Uploaded it to Create Space, uh, and now the cover art you can—they have some. They're not good. <laughs> I'll just say that their cover art. If you if you just want something for yourself, like maybe just a little personal book, but you're you know for some weird reason, maybe a family family reunion is one of the little handout for everybody. It's not that bad. Uh, but uh, there's plenty of places you can get royalty-free photography and that kind of stuff to you know to get a free cover and make it. And you you upload that as a JPEG, and they take care of the rest. It is and. From the time you upload the stuff to you can be previewing your book as online, looking at it on your computer screen, usually is about twenty minutes. Wow. So, uh, about how much do you, would you say a, a, a per book cost would be? Our camp books last year, um, I want to say they were about thirty pages, thirty-two pages, something like that in length, and we got our copies for about two bucks a copy. Very nice. And it, you can't almost uh, print professional covers and print them off yourself for that cost. No. The, the one, it's not a negative, but the one thing people do need to know if they want to go with a service like this is uh, is you have to have the stuff done ahead of time, of course, because they're going to have to print them and mail them to you. And that's usually where they get you is if you're trying to do a fast turnaround, the shipping is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But if you get your stuff done two or three weeks ahead of time, three or four weeks ahead of time, and give a couple weeks to get there... Um, for a hundred books, for example, which I don't, we didn't, I guess we ordered that many for camp or close to it. It might cost you forty dollars for shipping, thirty dollars for shipping, something like that. But then if you say, "Oh, I've got to have this in seven days," they're going to jack up the price big time. But if you have this stuff done ahead of time uh, and have previewed it on your computer and say it's good enough, it's just not going to cost all that much. Very cool. And it's um, around about I'd say two three weeks turnaround time if you give them a. If you give them that much time, then you can um, you can get a pretty good pretty good deal, especially on shipping. Yeah, uh, camp. I want to say our books came in in about ten days, uh, something like that. I've also done my my self publishing books through them, and most of the time when I order from them, I get them within a week to week two weeks, and I just do the regular shipping. I never pay expedited shipping. Very cool. And the inside is black and white on that most most of the time. Yeah, you, you can you can do color. I've never priced it out. <laughs> it, it can be done though. So that's CreateSpace. You can find that at createspace.com, and that's an Amazon uh, company. I believe they own that, and it's a, that's that's really, really cool uh, service there. Uh, Adam, um, before we have our prayer and before we end the show, 30 minutes has just gone like, just like that. Can you believe it? Time flies when you're having fun. Um, right. Before we do uh, uh, that, have our prayer, you want to talk about some of your favorite, um, other favorite apps and services other than uh, Evernote that you use? Oh boy, um, I'm boring. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't use a lot many. Uh, the the main stuff I use on my computer uh, is, is more for my my blog and, and that kind of stuff. I'm a WordPress guy, um, but uh, really, as far as apps on my phone, I I very rarely try new apps. I don't, I'm I'm very boring with that. If I find one that works, I use it. Like I, I use the Twitter uh, thing instead of trying out 500 Twitter you know clients or whatever. I use the Facebook thing instead of trying out all the different ones. Um, I use Evernote's app instead of you know trying out all the things that feed into Evernote. Um, and I use Google Calendar. Um, and you, are you, you a Drive you? user or are you a Dropbox user? 
I have Dropbox. I don't use it very much, and part of the reason is because I, I do so much with Evernote that I don't, I don't have a second purpose for Dropbox all that much. Um, our church uses it for sharing the bulletin uh, and sharing PowerPoints uh, for, for display on Sunday, and that's really about the main reason I use it. Um, as I mentioned, I back up uh, pictures in Flickr, um, but I'll, I will mention that I, I recently, I, this has been true for a long time, but I didn't know it till just now. Um, I have an Android phone, uh, and when I take a photo on my Android phone, it automatically backs it up to Google+, Plus, uh -huh. uh, which is way cool, and it puts it in private folders. Uh, that's way cool, and so that's kind of another backup, just a you know, little advantage there that I didn't know about. I'm glad it's there, because... You know, phone crashes. Yeah, I take I take a lot of pictures of my phone, of family, but also baptisms and that kind of stuff, and so that's cool. But as far says, as a bunch of apps, Google Drive, I, a little bit about that. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it says yeah. uh, I believe I just saw today. I actually just signed up for a Google Drive premium. I guess it's premium account and got 100 gigs. But they said mm -hmm. um, anything under 2400 by 2400 on photos is they Google just stores it for free on your Google Plus. Uh, profile and private folders until you put it public so very very yeah. cool on that that's really neat yeah it's really cool but as far as apps and stuff i hate to you know disappoint your listeners and i'm pretty <laughs> boring when it comes to that kind of stuff well that's no problem and you did say you had a, a, a moto x do, do you like that okay. do you i i love it uh, I've, I've had an iphone before i've had an htc uh inspire before and my moto x is my favorite phone i've, I've ever had i absolutely love it well, very, very cool. Well, we're going to have a um, uh, prayer, Adam, uh, and um, we're going to pray to God about our ministries and different things like that, and then we're going to uh, end the show. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Let's, uh, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you so much for Adam and his uh, willingness to talk to us today and his, all of the things that he uses to, all the tools and different things that he uses to uh, work in his ministry, Lord, work in the different things that they do at Lebanon Road, and please help him in every single way possible uh, and encourage him in every single way possible uh, in using those different things and using those tools. And Lord, help him to see your vision for uh, their church, uh, the vision for your kingdom in their church, Lord. And thank you so much for your, uh, your son dying on the cross to save us from our sins. And thank you so much for his sacrifice. And it's in his name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Adam, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Chad. Enjoy the program and appreciate all that you do, too. Thank you so much. And Adam is the pulpit minister at the Lebanon Road Church of Christ in Nashville, Tennessee. You can get in touch with him. Adam, are you, uh, you're on Twitter and uh, you're on Facebook. Uh, I believe it's A.D. Fawn on uh, Twitter. Am I correct in saying that? No, it's uh, Fawn and then the number four, Fawn4. Fawn4, okay. And then your personal blog, What is? Uh, I believe it's Fawn Family of Four, is it not? That's, that's the title of it. The, the web address is fawnfamily.com. Okay. So they can go there and find some good stuff from you. I always enjoy reading your articles. It's in my RSS feed. I love it. And um, very, you do a great work, and thank you so much for being a blessing to us. I appreciate it very much, man. Well, thank you so much uh, for listening to our show today. You can find Ministry Bits on Twitter at ministrybits, twitter.com slash ministrybits. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ministrybits. And email me with questions and comments and concerns and even some gripes if you got them at uh, chad.lemon at gmail.com. And we thank you so much for listening. Go out and have a blessed day and uh, do some good work in the kingdom. <laughs>